You're listening to Romero's Sports Room, where there is no room for anything else but sports. There will be boxing, soccer, and the NFL, recapping all of the previous games, all of the stats, future games, and boxing fights coming up. second episode of Romero Sportsroom. Today we're going to talk about the Rams and the Chiefs game on Monday and how important the game is to season, uh, to this season coming up. We're also going to talk about the Seahawks and the Packers of a Thursday starting off week 11. We're going to talk about the struggles the Packers have been facing this year and how uh, McCarthy can't con- can to make that Uh, head coach and quarterback connection that other teams have made and uh, we're also going to talk about the top three or the top four teams I think will uh, head or have a possibility of heading down to the Super Bowl Uh, now the NFC is loaded so it's hard to choose in the NFC Uh, there is two top teams that I can think of right off the bat but we'll talk about that a little bit later and we're also going to talk about the stat leaders and what might change through week 11 and then we'll throw in any other conversation that we can in any other segment all right guys first of all we're going to start off by talking about the Rams and the Chiefs we're going to talk about how important that game is to the 2018 season what it could mean for the Rams and what it could mean for Kansas City. I'm not going to really talk about stats all that much because this game is so hype. We're also going to talk about the changes to the actual game from the Estadio Azteca in Mexico to back to the Coliseum in LA. I don't think that really matters much as people would have assumed it is going to matter. Now, it's, it's, it's still, I think, a neutral position because... The Rams have proven against, you know, the Packers and other teams that not everyone in L.A. is sold on having football. A lot of L.A. people are still Raiders fans. A lot of L.A. people are coming from out of L.A. and aren't, you know, buying or don't really follow football. I know the MLS has grown a lot in L.A., so it's really hard to get two LA teams, you know, bringing the Chargers back and the Rams and, and, you know, trying to sell out stadiums and all of that. So we're just going to talk about what the wins will mean to either team. I think that, you know, for the Rams, winning this game gives them a huge, huge, you know, moral, moral bump, I would say, you know, losing to the Saints in your own conference this is one of those games that a lot of people say that the Rams are going to be, you know, 14 and 2, 13 and 3. Now, this could be one of those games that gives them that second loss, but if the Rams lose this game against Kansas City, it just tells you that they are a good team, but that they're not Super Bowl contenders just yet. You know, they've tried to do this now. Uh, um, Sned has even said it himself. You know, when you look at the contracts that they've they've done, you know they've already extended Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, Jared Goff is going into his, uh, I believe, fourth year. 
So he got two years left. They really only got two years before they really got to pay off. So they're all in in the next two years. If they lose this game against Kansas City, that's two losses against, you know, the top three, four teams in the NFL. So that just goes to show you that they're still going to be missing that. That's something to get them over teams or into shootouts where you do need uh, defensive stops. If they do lose as well, it'll it'll give us that assurance that that defense is not what everybody thought it was going to be. You know, bringing in Dante Fowler, he was a real, really, really important piece in the win against Seattle. So that did, you know, that did show that they they, they picked a good person to fill in that uh, edge rusher that they really, really needed. But they, the Rams, I think, need this win more than the than Kansas City does because the NFC is loaded. The Rams have a difficult... Once they hit playoffs, it's going to be difficult. I mean, they're the only team that's really taken off with their division. Uh, if I remember correctly, if Seattle would have lost to the Packers and if Rams would have be- beat Kansas City, they had they already had their playoff berth. The division would have been over. But that just goes to show you they're just one game away from the uh, at Week 11 for the division to be over and the Rams to take that division. So getting that playoff berth early is really important, but so is uh, not more or less for the Rams, but so is that uh, home field advantage that they're going to be fighting with the Saints for. Now, I don't see the Saints losing you know, another two or three games. I don't even see them losing another one, another game how they've been playing. So this game is important because you got pretty much the number one ranked offense. You know, if it's not ranked number one in stats, it has to be the number one ranked in just personnel. You know, Mahomes, people, I mean, it's his second, third year, I believe. Uh, I think last year he was a rookie or it might be his second year. But I, I do know that Mahomes, just by the looks of it, is a much better quarterback than Jared Goff. Now, I, I believe Jared Goff might be a better pocket passer, you know, dropping back, slinging that ball down downfield. But with Patrick Mahomes, you got so much options that open up because he's a scrambling quarterback, kind of like Russell Wilson. He can actually, I mean, Jared Goff, by all means, is really good at scrambling as well. But if it came down to, you know, keeping a, a, a linebacker and quarterback contained, I would more than likely do it with Mahomes than I would with Jared Goff because Jared Goff's last option is to run it himself. I've seen him throw some balls away where, you know, if he tried to, you know, move around and, and get all of that, he might have a chance to get through and get a couple yards that I see Mahomes doing. But then there's times when I've seen Goff actually get downfield when he sees it's wide open and has no ability that, of course, Patrick Mahomes does as well. So for the Rams, it's a huge, huge game because if they win, they're going to have that ability to say that they've beaten one of the teams that are at the very top. It's true that what everybody says that the Rams have had an easy schedule, which they have. So their 9-1 is kind of like you know, inflated in a way because of the teams that they have played, uh, you know, aren't, you know, at the top of, you know, there's, 
if you were to rank the teams, you know, from 1 through 32, I'm pretty sure most of the people or most of the, the teams that the Rams have played are either in the, you know, top between 10 and, and back as whether, the, you know, the Saints have played, uh, you know, more uh, stronger teams and Kansas City, you know, they also played strong teams. Now, if they can beat Kansas City, that means that their defense has to rise to the occasion. And if that does happen, then Wade Phillips is going to find a way or he's going to find that blueprint to beat Kansas City that other teams are going to want to follow. And it could potentially knock down the Chiefs like last year. Last year, up to week five, they were 5-0. and And I forgot who they lost to, but after that loss... They went on, I believe, three or four game losing streak where the one team that caught how what they were doing so good ended up, you know, knocking them out and other teams were able to catch on to that. Now, the Rams offense is good as well. But when you look personnel-wise, the uh, Kansas City has a much better offense. I would, you, I mean, they go toe-to-toe, but I would rather have you know, Kelsey, that's an amazing tight end. You got Sammy Watkins that also comes knowing what the Rams offense does. So they, you know, the Kansas City does have an ability there because, you know, Sammy Watkins can let him know, you know, Sean McVay likes to do this and that from what he learned or picked up at that year that he was at, at Kansas City. So it'll, it'll be, I won't be surprised if the Rams win. And I won't be surprised if Kansas City wins. But the Rams need this W more than Kansas City needs this W, I believe. So what the win would mean for Kansas City, it would put him over the top in the AFC. I believe that the closest uh, team to them is Pittsburgh. And I think the two wins behind him or behind them. So... Kansas City just cements themselves as the number one team to win the Super Bowl if they were to knock out the Rams. And then we also have to see in what fashion this game turns out. You guys have to understand, this game is an exciting game that I want to say, besides the Super Bowls, has been the most hyped up game. You know, Kansas City, if they win this game... It'll just let you know that Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. Everybody's going to say it's too early to tell. You won't know. But you can't tell me that if he doesn't torch the Rams defense, which, by the way, other teams have actually torched. But you wouldn't think a rookie rookie quarterback is going to be able to torch, you know, Dante Fowler, Aaron Donald, Naman Kansu, Michael Brockers. You, you have uh, Marcus Peters, that Marcus Peters on top of anything as well because Kansas City's offense isn't much different than the offense was last year. The only difference is the quarterback. You can't run that system that we're trying to run with Alex Smith, but as soon as you put in Patrick Mahomes, it is you know it opens up a lot of doors. So that's what I think that does for Kansas City. And that's what I think they do for the Rams. Rams need this win more than Kansas City needs this win. But if Kansas City were to pull out this win, it just cements them as the number one team in the league and the number one team to win the Super Bowl.
Packers are not what everybody thought they would be this year. Who would have thought? McCarthy needs to go. That's how I'm starting this off. People need to understand the effect coaches or new coaches have had recently in the NFL. What I mean by that is the NFL is going in a new direction. All of the rules, all of the fines, all of the penalties, everything that the league is doing is to benefit offenses and the quarterbacks. It shouldn't be that hard for McCarthy to find a system that fits the most skilled quarterback in the league. Most skilled is without a doubt what Aaron Rodgers is. I've seen some coaches with less do more. Jared Goff is 20% of what Aaron Rodgers is when it comes to accuracy and actually passing the ball. Is look at what Sean McVay has done. Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes, which I believe is half of what Aaron Rodgers is when it comes to passing the ball. And look at what he's done with Patrick Mahomes. I also believe Sean Payton has found an amazing system for Drew Brees, even though that system has always been in place. Right now, with pieces he put around Drew Brees to help him not be the only thing that the New Orleans has, has took Drew Brees to an 8 or 9-1 season. But we have McCarthy that can't seem to find the right system for Aaron Rodgers. That statement baffles me. Aaron Rodgers has had the same coach where he's only had one Super Bowl in the last 13 years. Aaron Rodgers is a much better, more skilled quarterback than Brett Favre ever was. I don't understand how McCarthy still has a job in the NFL. We might be looking at his last season as a Packers fan or as a Packers coach I'm sorry and I wouldn't doubt that that's the case let me just go over some stats I have for you guys so in the last game Aaron Rodgers threw for 332 yards two touchdowns and had a passer rating of 128 which is great 
no interceptions. He's thrown a total of 3,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, to one interception this season. Just let that sink in, you guys. How is this team not at the top of their division? You know, I never knew how hard the game of football was. I never knew how much, you know, brain you really do need, especially to play the position of quarterback and especially to be a coach. Now, Aaron Rodgers is the only reason why the Packers have the four wins that they do have this season. And McCarthy is the reason that they have the five losses. Without Aaron Rodgers, McCarthy would probably be worse than the New York Giants. My God. The 49ers coach made that rookie quarterback look amazing. So this is where I'm getting to, guys. The Packers need a new head coach because obviously McCarthy hasn't done the job. Now, McCarthy's been McCarthy's being criticized for not going for it at 4-3 and three or 4-2 and two with four minutes to go. Granted, I understand his train of thought in trying to kick that ball and hoping that his defense would get a stop, but everyone has a point when they're saying the Seahawks just went down and scored a whole touchdown on you take the lead and you want to give that ball back to your defense that couldn't get that stop yeah you're on your 30 yard line but if you give that ball back or if you punt that ball you have the possibility of never getting the ball back if you don't hit that 4-2 and two, you were probably going to lose the game anyway you probably only had a 10% chance of the Seahawks being the number one rushing team in the NFL to not get that ball back so that is all on your, uh, that is all on McCarthy. It, I've seen people say it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he had a few critical passes, but wouldn't your self-esteem be lowered when you have situations like this? Wouldn't you play a little bit less if you see that your team around you isn't up to par? My take on this is simply that. Aaron Rodgers needs a new coach. McCarthy hasn't put that connection that other head coaches have with their quarterbacks to get his his play where it needs to be. Take uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, for example. Tom Brady is not the most skilled quarterback that you've ever seen play. Granted, he's the greatest of all time because of the system he's been in. And it goes 2-2. Two two. I don't think... You know, Bill Belichick would have done everything that he did, you know, if it was another quarterback. Maybe he would have done more with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe maybe he would have a Super Bowl or two less. But Bill Belichick saw what Tom Brady could do, saw what he was good at. So he implemented a system to be able to make that flourish and make that team great based on what Tom Brady could do great. 
So you have McCarthy having the most skilled quarterback that has probably ever played the game when it comes to passing, passing accuracy, touchdown interception ratio, and all of that. And you get a result of a 4-5 and five season going into week 11. I think that's pathetic. Nothing short of pathetic. And if I were a Packers fan, I would be the first one to say that McCarthy gots to go. And lastly for today, we're going to talk about the top four teams I believe will get into the uh, conference finals this year. I do believe that there are four teams, two teams in each conference that are well above, well above in playing style and, you know, everything from everyone else in in each conference. For the NFC, I got to go with the Rams and the Saints. I know there's a lot of great teams there with, you know, Minnesota, uh, you know, the Panthers and all of that. I, I just believe that the Rams and the Saints are on a complete other level. You have great teams last year that fell off, like the you know, Eagles. You have, you know, mediocre teams like the Cowboys. <clears throat> you have a lot, a lot of good teams in the NFC. They are pretty stacked. You know, you got you got also got the Falcons in there, you know, getting getting better as as weeks go by. You've got just a lot of lot of great teams in the NFC, which you don't really see over here at the AFC. But uh, I think just the Rams and the Saints are at a different uh, class this year. Uh, be, you know, I think that is going to be the NFC Championship game this year: the Rams versus the Saints. Uh, depending if the Saints get that home field advantage or not, it depends on that as well. But the Rams and Saints are by far my two favorite teams to go on to, to the NFC Championship game. Either one of those can get that win and go to the Super Bowl. I surely hope it could be the Rams because this has to be Sean McVay's season. By far, Coach of the Year again. It's a tough, tough year to see who gets Coach of the Year. But what he has been doing with the Rams, especially... When everybody said that when he got the team, or when they, you know, they brought Sue, they brought Talib, they brought Peters, that they were all, you know, hard, uh, you know, troubled players, and they've made it work, and that uh, Goff isn't uh, on an extended contract yet. He's still on his rookie contract, so they need that Super Bowl this year. Uh, Saints. You know, already have a Super Bowl to their name. Drew Brees is playing amazing. They got uh, Michael Thomas, which has also been playing great. You got the all. You got Alvin Kamara, that's also playing amazing. You just got a lot of great players in both of those two teams. You got Cooper Cup in the Rams. You got uh, just you know Todd Gurley. It's it's just they're well above. They're well above. The rest in the NFC. And then in the AFC, it's a little bit tougher because you do have a lot more teams. That, you, you know, you have about three or four teams that are, you know, doing really good. But that's as far as I think they can get. Uh, and I do see two teams distancing themselves from other teams. I do think that the top two teams to go to the Super Bowl 
this year for them is going to be, uh, of course, Kansas City. But the second team is a bit of a hard one. Uh, I had three teams in mind when I'm thinking about this. I have the Patriots. I have uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you'd never want to count out a team like uh, the Chargers. The Chargers are an amazing team. Phillip Rivers is also playing amazing. You know, you got a, a couple of rookies that they picked up that are playing amazing as well. So those it was tough to choose be, between them three. But I think the Steelers have to take this as that number two seed team to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Now, I, I, I had a tough choice between them and the Patriots, but the Patriots just... They're not the same this year, and I think uh, for Tom Brady, it's finally showing that he's 41 years old. You know, there's a couple of times, a couple of passes. He's not as quick to release that ball. So, you know, I think Big Ben and the Steelers, especially with Connor, everybody thought, you know, without Le'Veon Bell, they weren't going to have a run game, and Connor's really stepped up. Uh, you know, next next podcast, I think that's going to be one of my segments is everything that's going on with Le'Veon Bell. But we'll get to that next. So I, I do think that that's going to be the two AFC, the NFC and the AFC championship games. NFC being Rams versus Saints. And AFC being the Steelers versus Kansas City. With what I believe the Super Bowl being Kansas City and Rams. And it, it, it's, it'll just be an amazing game. Even if it's the other way around and it's Saints and Pittsburgh. That's still an amazing game. But I think that that's... that's those are my four, my top four picks to be in the Super Bowl or at least in the NFC Championship. And either one of those four, I believe, will be in the Super Bowl. So we're also going to talk today about the league leaders in most categories the only one I don't like talking about is tackles uh, of course you know defenses are more than likely going to have that and it, it doesn't really t- guarantee you good play now it, it is amazing to have uh, you know a lot of tackles in this league but there's better stats than just you know tackles so of course we're going to get to the league leader of offenses well we're going to go into the league leader for offense first, which right now, the person leading the league in passing yards is Patrick Mahomes, which is a no-brainer. He's in the um, he's in the number one passing offense. You know, Kansas City's leading in a lot of things as an offense. It's just amazing what, uh, what Andy Reid has been able to do with Patrick Mahomes. It just goes to show you how Alex Smith is in. You know, there's a good reason why they went ahead and just traded or, you know, whatever they did with Alex Smith. Second behind him is Jared Goff, which is he's uh, Jared Goff is only behind him by uh, 21 yards. So depending on the outcome of Monday's game, we're going to have a new passing yards leader or not. So that's a really important game as well. That's a really important game for us to see. You know who's the better passer, who's the better quarterback. Jared Goff only has a year uh, left of, uh, or a year ahead of uh, Patrick Mahomes, so they're two very new quarterbacks. 
so it's important to see who has, you know, better quarterback play. And uh, for rushing yards, of course, everybody knows it's Todd Gurley. He's 22 yards away from 1,000 yards this season. I think he's pushing up to 20, uh, 20 total touchdowns, which is huge. I think he's a little outside of the t- 32 touchdowns Ladinian Thomason uh, did a few years ago or a couple of years ago. So I don't think he's going to get there. But he is well above Ezekiel Elliott, which is number two. I don't think he's going to have a rushing day of over 120 yards to try to offset uh, Todd Gurley. Not to mention that Kansas City's defense hasn't been all that great. And I do think Todd Gurley will pick up either at least another 100 yards and go over 1,000 yards this season. For receiving yards, we're going to have Julio Julio Jones at 1,040, which is really, really up there for, you know, week week, week 10. He did, uh, you know, Adam Thielen was number one a few weeks ago. Now he's number fourth. Behind him is Devontae Adams of Green Bay. Goes to show you that he has become a reliable source for Aaron Rodgers. And Julio Jones is by far, besides Calvin Ridley, which is an amazing, amazing wide receiver that they drafted this year. So Julio Jones takes that number one spot. Uh, Behind him is Devontae Adams. For defense, we're going to have, for sacks, Aaron Donald took the lead back after Daniel Hunter took that lead last week. So Aaron uh, Aaron Donald has 12 and a half sacks. Uh, He's going into maybe a good, good season for him. Double digits already with about six games left to go. He's only one sack ahead of uh, uh, Daniel Hunter, though. So that's going to be a good uh, matchup to see who can get more sacks this week. And Damonte Kazi from the Falcons with the five interceptions this year so far, which is outstanding for any defensive back. So that's going to be it for this one, guys. We have Damonte uh, Kazi with five interceptions, Aaron Donald with sacks leading the league with 12 and a half. Uh, just to throw that number out there, it's not important, but tackles, Darius Leonard, I think he's a rookie with 97 uh, tackles. Julio Jones with 1,040 receiving yards at number one. Todd Gurley with 988 rushing yards. And Patrick Mahomes leading Jared Goff by 21 passing, touch, or passing, uh, passing yards. You have reached the end of this episode of Romero's Sportsroom Podcast. Connect with me on all social media platforms. They will be in the description of the episode. Thank you for listening.